Sandra Ezekwesili, and you come to me for hard facts. The world keeps turning, and you're trying to keep up. The fight against coronavirus has the But there's so much noise drowning out the news. Talking heads, broadcast messages, press releases, they're telling you their side, but you just want the facts. And that's why you come to me. I give you the statistics without spin. Out of 116 million working age Nigerians, 35.5 million are employed full-time. That's 30%. I give you the context. I give you the history. I fight fake news with facts. Kayo Day. No, Kayo Day, I will, I will let you talk. Kayo Day. Kayo Day. I will let you talk if you let me talk. Kayo Day. That's why more and more Legoshans are tuning in. Half a million Legoshans. 720,000. 970,000. Over 1 million Legoshans. They know that if you give me your afternoon, I will give you hard facts. No, I'm Sandra Ezekwesili, and these are your hard facts. Hello, Lagos. Good afternoon. I am Sandra Ezekwesili, and these are your hard facts. First hard fact of the day, Siemens says that its power project in Nigeria will not be ready until 2030. Now, if you remember, they signed a deal with the Buhari administration back in 2019. And at that time, they said that the project would be complete in 2023. So this means that a four-year project has now become an 11-year project. The execution time has tripled. This project is supposed to deliver 11,000 megawatts to the national grid. Uh, benchmark was 7,000 megawatts by 2021, then 11,000 by 20. 23 obviously that hasn't happened um and Siemens is blaming many things you know first of all um there was a delay in the start date of the project apparently federal government did not release its own share of the project funding in time then uh covid pandemic struck which slowed things down then when the government was ready to bring money prices had gone up so because of that there were more delays um and of course that raises a lot Questions, right. So first question on my mind is, did the government and Siemens do their best to manage the public's expectations? I mean, as recently as last year, President Buhari was still mentioning this Siemens project as a, as a key achievement and still using the 2023 date, you know. But if the delays started even before the pandemic, then... Surely the federal government knew last year, knew last year that the project would not be ready this year. And it's interesting because from the very first day, many critics doubted this project. They felt the timelines were too optimistic, especially for the level of work that Nigeria's power sector needs. So you see this happening now and you're wondering, well, have those critics been proven right? Have they been proven right? And throughout, the government and, and the government supporters were very critical of those critics. They called them naysayers. They called them unpatriotic. They said they were wishing bad for Nigeria. Are they now owed an apology? Tell me what you think throughout the show. Second hard fact of the day, the Senate has confirmed 45 out of Bola Tinubu's 48 ministerial nominees. Stella Okotete, Nase Aurufai, and Abubakar Danladi are on pause um, pending security checks. 
the Senate did eventually confirm Festus Kayamo after all the commotion on the floor. He ended up apologizing for disrespecting the National Assembly the first time that he was a minister. And so they ended up confirming him. If you're listening to us for the first time, welcome. You're in great company. One million Lagosians listen to the show. They cannot be wrong. Thanks for tuning in. I've got a great show for you, starting with the big three. Let's talk about the inquiry into Dr. Wari's, uh, Wari Diaso's death. Then let's talk about a worker in the Federal Character Commission admitting before the House of Reps, Sishidi Kole Bribe. And then let's talk about the International Footballers Union dragging the NFF for not paying the Falcons. On community Report. We'll talk about the demolitions in Oworoshonki. My guests are members of the affected community. On the big hard fact, we'll talk about demolitions from a policy and law perspective. My guest is from Rethinking Cities. After the news at 6, we'll bring you Step Down. Today's Step Down, <laughs> a hot well well. I don't know if you've been following this story on social media about a mother-in-law and daughter-in-law that got into a shouting match. The mother-in-law slapped her daughter-in-law and her daughter-in-law slapped her back. And the son is like, how dare you slap my mother? People on social media are divided. You even have uh, people like Aisha, Aisha Yusufu saying that if I am the mother-in-law that slaps my daughter-in-law, I deserve to be slapped back. So it's quite the conversation. Has the internet split in half? I want to hear what you think on today's Step Down from 6.15. As usual, we'll have news updates at the top of the, uh, of the hour every hour. But let's get started with today's big three. Lagos, I'm Sandra Ezekwesili, and these are your hard facts. Is an independent inquiry into Dr. Diaz's death needed? What's going on in the Federal Character Commission? And why do our sports administrators have so little respect for our athletes and their money? Those are your big three. Lagos, let's talk. Our first story is still the aftermath of Dr. Wari's, uh, Wari Diaso's shocking and avoidable death. She fell to her death at the doctor's quarters of the General Hospital Odan when the elevator crashed nine stories. Yesterday on The Big Hard Fact, I spoke with another doctor from the General Hospital. He wanted to remain anonymous on air. He told us about the problems that they have had with that lift. He also told us um, what happened immediately after the accident. And he talked to us as well about the ongoing inquiry. If you couldn't listen yesterday, well, here you go. Oh, thank you very much, uh, Sandra. She was a diligent doctor, a very young and vibrant intellectual like she has uh, shown spirit of leadership while she was with us because in many of the postings she had been she was the chief uh chief house officer there mm. and of course she has shown a uh, capacity of leadership on many occasions mm. she's a very lively person and of course uh, wherever she found herself, there's a way she made it lively. Mm. And everybody loved to work with her. Mm. Very efficient. It's, it's very sad that we have lost her. And mm. lost her in a very horrific way. Yeah, that night, it was around uh, maybe 15 minutes to 7 on Tuesday. And, uh, of course, she she just came back from uh, a 24-hour call, a call duty, and she just settled into her room 
and uh, she ordered for food, and she got a call that uh, she got she got a call that the dispatch rider has come to deliver the food mm. to her, mm. and that's how she she entered the elevator and uh, at the ninth floor, mm. and that was the end. The installation was done in 2021. Okay, I think there was an elevator before. Okay, there. Okay. So I think due to multiple complaints by doctors that have been at the at the residence over time, mm-hmm. that was why we decided to change it. So probably what probably what the state government paid for mm-hmm. was a new elevator. Okay. And of course, uh, uh we as a now we are very pretty sure that it was not a new elevator that was installed, but I, a new elevator was installed in twenty twenty one. Okay. And of course the installers confirmed that and people that were around that time confirmed that as well. That is where it was it showed that uh it showed incompetence okay. that it was not it was because this when an elevator is installed mm-hmm. a third party must check it. Okay. Whether it is safe for use. And that is supposed to be done by the Lagos Safety Commission, mm-hmm. which was not done. It was not even registered okay. then. Okay. So I think maybe it was because of the maybe the dubious heart in the press of procuring and uh, installing the elevator in the first place. Okay. So probably they skipped that fees and of course they commissioned it. It was on note during, during the panel that during the press of uh, of uh, of installing the of commissioning the elevator, mm-hmm. it did not work that day. So the, the the excuse that day was that the gave was that probably because there was no powerhouse age to the power supply that was on ground mm-hmm. maybe could not carry the elevator it was connected to a small generator okay so but after that they nobody came back to check whether it was now working or not okay. because from from people that were there that time they mm-hmm. could recall that two weeks a month two months after they were still repairing the, re- the generator mm-hmm. a new generator was installed many times this uh elevator what happens is that whenever you enter it it stop like it will just take you to a particular floor and will stop there like you just stop and it will force it will, it will force itself open then you have to come out so it continues to do that and of course my colleagues have complained to the to the uh, facility manager several times mm. complain to the uh, to the medical guild the medical guild to have complained to the facility managers about this thing. Like, there have been a lot about writing about this elevator that it is malfunctioning, but most of them were actually taken about it. So, most times we continue because people that are staying on the 10th floor, on the 9th floor, on the 8th floor do not have choice than to use the elevator because by the time you have to uh, go to, to, the, to the ward to see patients like 10 times a day, mm-hmm. climbing the stairs will not be an option for you. We mm-hmm. just have to enter the elevator and hopes that, okay, to take you there to where you're going. So since nobody emphasized that maybe one day it will cause a disaster that, like the one that happened. But, you know, uh, the worst that we were expecting was that one day it will stop finally and it will not work anymore. We never we never thought about it like falling because this is 2023 where we will never think about an elevator for This only happened in the movie, but it's reality now. We got nothing. The truth is that there was uh, misconceptions. Like, f- first of all, mm-hmm. for a long time, 
there was like it was it was not adequate enough to know who was responsible for the doctor's cultures. Hmm. Who is in charge of the management of the doctor's cultures? Okay. So if you write to the Health Service Commission, that we say it is not in their in their in their jurisdiction. Jurisdiction, right. If you write to the MD of the general hospital, we said I'm not in I'm, I'm not the one in charge. You write to this, you write to nobody was taking charge. So nobody was taking responsibility for maintaining the, the quarters. For the maintenance of the quarters. So that was where we had issue in the first. So to know who was responsible was difficult. Not until now that we realized that La Siema was actually the direct, uh, it was actually direct responsibility of La Siema. The Lagos State Information Asset Management Agency. The panel concluded that uh, it was part of the recommendation of the panel mm -hmm. that the La Siema, the head and the leadership of La Siema, mm -hmm. with the contractors, the primary contractor and the subcontractor, all should be, uh, first of all, the La Siema leadership should be disengaged. So currently now, according to the release by the state government, right. the La Siema general manager has been suspended till the investigation is done. Okay. And uh, the the uh, what's it called? The contractors have been arrested for 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 further probing on this. So these are the ways uh, the the uh, the way forward that we have been able to get to so far. I will I will say that uh, she has managed it irresponsibly, and uh, it is it is it is quite unfortunate that uh, it has to get to this point because the the moment everyone like. If she had taken it up as a responsibility hmm. of getting the place managed properly, now it won't get to this. For a long time, we do not even know who the facility manager was. Hmm. There's someone that stays in the quarters there that we always see as a facility manager. It's, it's, it's just a supervisor. But we always see him as a facility manager, which he was not. The, fac the facility manager herself has never come to the to the, to the quarters to even ask about what is happening, what do we need? Hmm. What do we need to change? Hmm. So many times that the medical guild have tried to approach her about things that should be done, the generator, she has not done anything about it. And because part of the, 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 required, the request and the recommendation of the panel mm -hmm. was that there should be a, an immediate disengagement of the facility manager mm -hmm. and everyone in, involved. Mm -hmm. Now, this has cost a lot of people their work because currently those employed by the facility manager, including the cleaners mm -hmm. who maintain the place, Will the security men, mm -hmm. they, they've all lost their job this mm -hmm. morning. And now, currently, as we are speaking to you now, there's no light. The whole place is not... There's no security. Nobody's here to clean anywhere now. We are hoping that the government will... We, we, we do something fast about that mm. before something that happens to us here. There are a lot of buildings, there are a lot of rooms mm. that have leaking water, leaking roof. There, there are a lot of rooms that are leaking. Okay. There are a lot of kitchen cabinet destroyed, a lot of toilets not working, bedroom tubs broken down. A lot of things were not done. That's why it's You will You will go that there's a complaint book. You will write it there that this is what you need, a social place. Mm -hmm. And they will not come to attend this to this thing. There was a time that the bedroom, uh, the, the, the bedroom pipe at my place, mm -hmm. uh, on my own flat, mm -hmm. got destroyed mm -hmm. until we picked it by ourselves. We knew nobody's coming to help us to do it. Mm -hmm. 
and that is the level which I I meant by she has managed irresponsibly. Yes, because I think part of the panel that were uh, were a couple of engineers. Okay. And some of them were consultants with the Lagos Safety Commission. So they gave their report about some of the mechanical problems okay. that could have happened with the elevator. All the safety measures they were supposed to put the elevator in check to prevent a free fall hmm. were all gone. Hmm. The elevator was supposed to have uh, four, four, four string ropes okay. that would make it suspendry. Okay. But I think we were left with two. So, like, you can imagine. So that means we've been using the elevator with just, just two out of the four that were supposed to be there. And a lot of things, like, a lot of, uh, there, there's, a, there, there's another thing called a safety governor mechanism. Okay. It said it's failed. So a lot of things actually failed. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So and, and I just wanted to buttress uh, your point. Right. That if... Aventure, they registered this with the Lagos Safety Commission mm -hmm. and they have inspected it properly. Maybe we have had a this is 2023 and it is unfortunate that we are having a free fall of an elevator. The care she received uh, was fortunate enough to be there, okay, at emergency. Okay, so I was one of the doctors running around to provide things. Okay, the truth is that uh, the emergency response was low. And was slow. Okay. It was low and slow at the same time. It was slow in this in the in the sense that she was in there for close to an hour. Okay. There could have been enough preparation to receive a case of emergency of such graffiti. And it was low in the sense that there are some things that were supposed to be on ground that we could not assess. Like, you know, uh some of the drugs that should be given to her, uh there, there are quite a lot of things that the blood part. I did not really have much information about that. I don't. I, I'm not even sure whether we because the 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 I was there and she was given uh she was given uh plasma. Okay. She, she was infused with that. Okay. And uh, yes, a lot of people have said she have given her whole negative. Mm -hmm. There was no request for blood. What everyone was doing is to find a way to just. Make keep her alive at that point. Mm -hmm. So and setting a line, getting trans to transfuse her with uh, what uh, with uh, with fluids mm -hmm. and like the basic thing that were coming to it and which the doctors were struggling with that day. Mm -hmm. And of course, the the fact that she was a colleague mm -hmm. and her friends are the ones basically in the management mm -hmm. of her case. Mm -hmm. A lot of emotions were being thrown. A lot of people not. The things that they will know normally mm -hmm. in, the ma in the management of an emergency patient mm -hmm. like that, mm -hmm. where, where we're not, it was after people were reviewing how they managed that well, people have actually done better. The emotion got in the way. So that was actually a, uh, a factor too, because even in medicine, the father does not uh, uh, operate or takes care of a child, mm. of his child. So that's why we don't, we, don't, we, don't, we don't get involved in the management of our close relative. A panel has been set up, and uh, what happened next? There was the medical community in Lagos. The enemy is have been asking questions, and they have demands as well. Hmm. So part of the question they've been asking, uh, yeah. part of the question they've been asking, like, who is responsible? Like they still want to know 
those that they've been reporting to, mm -hmm. those that have not been taking the report seriously over time, those the, the, uh, they still want to probe more about the emergency service that she received. And those, even that we, we are, they, they, are, they are on ground that even police that will be found culpable in the management of a case, we have to go for it. If there is a case of neg medical negligence, mm -hmm. it will be found out by the medical body mm -hmm. and they will be prosecuted properly. Listening to that and um, thinking about the state government's findings, there are so many questions, right, that need to be answered. Questions about how the maintenance of that elevator could have been fumbled so badly for so long. Um, also questions about the response to the crash. You have some professional bodies who say that they're going to uh, find those answers for themselves. So the Nigerian Medical Association, the Nigerian Bar Association, the Nigerian Society of Engineers, they say that they are setting up their own own panel of inquiry they're not dismissing the government's panel but they feel that they need to dig deeper do you agree what do you think about what the anonymous doctor shared with us yesterday on the big hard fact and do you support the move by the nma nba and nse to run their own probe Zero seven zero zero nine nine three nine nine three nine nine three zero one four six five seven one nine zero. I'm going to give you some time to think about it, and then I'll take your thoughts as soon as this break is done. We've got WhatsApp. WhatsApp is zero eight zero nine five nine seven five eight zero five. I'm Sandra Ezekwesili. While you're mulling over our first story, let me bring you our second one. An ex-worker at the Federal Character Commission has admitted to collecting bribes from job applicants on behalf of his boss. Haruna Kolo was an aide to Muhiba Dankaka, the FCC chairperson. He just appeared before the House of Reps because of um, investigations into um, allegations of job racketeering. Uh, job racketeering is when somebody takes a bribe to give somebody else a government job. Mm -hmm. And Kolo admitted that, yes, they call him money. And he told the Green Chamber, quote, on the allegations of job racketeering, the FCC chairman instructed me to liaise with one Mr. Shehu, who is a personal driver and PA to the Taraba State Commissioner. As a desk officer, I am responsible to take whoever is employed to IPPIS for capturing. No one can go there without a letter from the chairman or human resource, uh, resource officer of FCC. When she came, she wrote a letter to the accountant general instructing that no letter from FCC should be honored except she signs the letter. So whenever there was new employment, she signs, gives to me, and I take to the accountant general's office for capturing. Shehu is the one that brought those who paid monies to my account for the job. Some paid 1 million naira, others paid 1.5 million naira all to my personal account, my Bank account. She asked me to give cash to her, which I did through POS, so there is no evidence of transfer or anything, end quote. He admitted this in the Green Chamber. He's alleging that the FCC chairperson is exploiting a bottleneck to extort applicants. That bottleneck is that nobody can get an employment letter without her approval. So if you want her approval, you have to pay as much as 1.5 million naira for a job. 
We also heard from a, a commissioner at FCC, uh, Moses Anauge. He's accusing Dankaka of extorting ministries and making them give her slots. He said, quote, Dr. Dankaka will request the chief executives to come to her office and discuss 10%. She does collect 10% from all MDAs of all the employment that she's signing. All those 10% she's collecting, those are the slots that she employs agents uh, that are selling. End quote. But Dr. Dankaka is responding. She's saying that um, FCC officials are ganging up on her because she's trying to clean house. She says that this is a case of corruption fighting back. She said that she was a wealthy woman before her appointment and doesn't need the money. Here's what she said. Quote, I swear with God Almighty, apart from the oath, I can take an oath with the Quran. Before I came here, I had made my name. I had made my money. Before I got to this place, they were selling slots. The place was like a marketplace. You can find out from the people that live in Abuja if I am lying. End quote. Lagos, have you been following this FCC situation at the House of Reps? What do you think about this story? Lots of Nigerians are happy about this drama because um, it feels... They feel like it's a case of thieves exposing thieves. Do you agree? And do you believe the House of Reps will get to the bottom of what is happening at the FCC? 01465-7190-0700-993-993-993. WhatsApp is 080-959-75805. And yes, you can talk to me about the conversation I had with the anonymous doctor from General Hospital Odan, a colleague, Dr. Diaso, who tragically passed away in that elevator accident. 99.3, hello. Sorry about that. Call back if you can. Hi, good afternoon. Hello, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Hi, how are you? Good afternoon. What's your name? I'm Isaac. Isaac, Thank welcome. You. Talk to me. Yeah. I believe they will not get to the bottom of the matter because they, if they try getting to the bottom of the matter, they will, they will expose themselves as well. Okay. That's what, that's what I'm, I'm thinking. Um, I believe. Okay. All right. He yeah. says, I don't think the House of Reps will get to the bottom of this payment for jobs thing because they will expose themselves to 99.3. Hello. Good afternoon. Sandra. Yes. Sandra, good afternoon. Welcome, sir. I'm Ben. I'm calling from Iba. Welcome, Ben, from Iba. All right. Thank you. Sandra, concerning um, this investigation about uh, that, the death of that doctor, that... Yes, is, yes. I'm advising them to stop everything about that. It, is, it doesn't lead them to a new way at all. They should face other ones. Okay. Things like that. They are, they are death trapped in all the whole government facilities. Okay. This one has happened. And nobody can say that... Uh, Somebody went and lose that for that doctor to come and die. So what are you investigating? Then they carry that money. They will be paying more money. The investigators will be swindling to the bank. And then take that money, add it money, go to the family that lost their loved one. They spend millions to train this doctor. Hello? Okay. Hello? And they should go to the family, give them money, like 100 million, to, 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 to console them. Right. And so that the governor of Lagos, they should do what people be doing in Anambra. When he was governor, he had the... The phone number of the whole senior prefect, anything they call him, the doctors should, should invite the the attitude the of uh, calling radio station, posting things in social media when they see anything that is wrong, people that are working in government facilities, 
Anything that is wrong, that is dangerous, they should post it on the social media. They should call like Nigeria info, call the stations and complain. Plead anonymous. Not when somebody has died, they will be start, start calling and pleading anonymous. Governor should get the phone number of all the people that are working in government places. Secretly. So that anything, they will call the governor direct and complain to him. Mm. I can see what is happening here. Right. Now, something happened now, governor will be trying to exonerate himself and paying investigators, spending millions of naira. Give this family 100 million. Let's forget about this one. Let them fix everything in order. The doctors, their waters are dilapidated. Go and fix their waters. Enter there by yourself and see what is happening. And God bless you. Thank you very much, Ben, from Iba, for calling. We've got uh, Ngozi Bless joining us from the U.S. Ngozi, welcome. Hello, Sandra. Welcome. Talk to me. Yeah, yeah. So it's so unfortunate and sad about what happened for that hospital. Mm. You know, but... um. In our view, make could thank God say not only one life we take because most times elevator they contain about ten to fifteen people. What if the numbers have been higher than this? You know, what if the numbers have been higher than this? Mm. But just like every other situation for Nigeria, this matter will be pushed underground. Nobody's been held accountable for anything. And as long as we continue to do, ignore all these things, it will continue to happen. Nigeria, Nigerians and our political ways you never know, ready to change. And it's so sad. I don't know where that change is going to come from. Today we'll go complain tomorrow. Then go die this one down. Another one will happen. We will die I'm down. Look at the BRT lady on we die. Since that time, we'll never hear anything. The houses will collapse. We'll never hear anything. This one will not happen now. They say they don't suck. They don't suck. Mm -mm. Tomorrow now, we'll not go hear anything again. It's so unfortunate. Now, speaking about the person who is thief money for National Assembly, mm. the same thing will happen. All the ones who swallow snake, who swallow money, the ones who then carry uh, money for all the money we don't thief, who have we held accountable? Instead, we are bringing them back to come hold ministerial position. Which way? Ah, Sandra, mm. I don't tire. Blessings. Thank you so much for calling. Uh, Christopher is here. Hi, Christopher. Yeah, my president. Welcome. Now, it's only you now. I said, I must hold on. <laughs> the, the auntie was saying, no, your head time. I said, don't worry. Oh. I will hold on. Welcome. Thank to... you very much, President Sandra. Yes. You see, for that doctor, whoever is doing whatever investigation, they should not sweep it under the carpet. They say there's a woman, a woman that won the contract of what? Hello? A woman won what contract? The, the facility people now. is not a woman. The facility manager. Uh, yes. Uh -huh. Because the doctor said the, the, she never come to see whatever is going on. They have somebody like a supervisor, right? Yes, she's a facility So that, that company, they don't have name. By now, they should mention names. Well, the, doc the, the doctors have been mentioning the names of the company. I mean, the government themselves. Oh, they say, oh, okay. they sack this person, they sack the other one. How mm -hmm. come you don't mention the company's name? Because mm -hmm. they are always again working, doing the same thing they did in this uh, hospital. So please, they should not sweep this one under the carpet. That doctor should not just die in pain. Can I talk about the Nepa? They like something that say we read in 2030. Yes, please go ahead. Uh -huh. You see, you talk about the critics. I'm one of those that people criticize because of Buhari. Even one of them even told me I'm from Ogoja. I have power to kill. What? What did the Buhari? Yes, on your state, on your radio. Okay. Thank God that this guy, Sheriff, but not because of me, because of the guy I always talk um, out of point. Sheriff Bandim. Atim is the name. Okay. He called. He said, Christopher Unka from Ogoja, I have power to kill. Buhari commissioned Dangote. They say we're ready by July. Immortalized, he will be ready by this. 
Now the man is no more in office. We are not hearing. Even the company themselves, when Buhari was preaching that this thing will ready in 2020, how come they themselves say, sir, this thing will not be possible? Every one of them is afraid of the man. Then for the man who confessed that he collected bribe, mm. I want to thank him, at least for his honesty. But for that woman, we say she get money before she get the, on a lie. We know what happened in civil servant. <laughs> thank you. Thank you very much for calling. Sharon is here. Hi, Sharon. Hi, Sandra. How are you? I'm okay. Welcome. Yeah. Please, uh, they should do an independent investigation because we cannot trust the government. Hmm. And then if I were her family people hmm. or whatever, I will see everybody suable. Hmm. Like... Head to roll. I mean, I know, I know they tax on people and all that stuff, right, right. but just the way it is in Nigeria, but like, and just like many other um, callers have said, many times, many things get swept under the rug. So, right. apart from even the investigation, they should they should go. Some people should be going to court. Some people should go to jail for this thing that happens. Like, you know, there should be consequences, real consequences. <laughs> yeah. As for the SPC, this is like another. Uh, uh, movie, Nollywood movie. Another banger. Thank you, Sarah, for calling. Baby, hello. We've got Tunde here. Tunde's in the Hi, Tunde. Good afternoon. This is Tunde. Welcome, Tunde. Yes, go ahead. You know, <laughs> no, in this country, where you have a, a leader that is not confident, I don't think that everything is going to be moved forward. You don't need a leader that this is nowadays. We need a leader confident. That would be that would be radical. I'm face anything that is what is going on. I remember when I go to, when I go to Randu hmm. when I when I'm sick, I saw what is going on. The whole Randu, the whole doctor, the whole medical facility, everything was was in, was improper when Fajola was governor. So once you when you mention Fajola, the whole doctor and everybody will be. We do quite okay and all right. I know what is going on. But now today, nothing is working. I don't know who is going to give the governor information that what is going on, rather than to come and check what is going on. Mm. Now I what is the corruption was so big rampant every sector. I don't know. I don't really, really know. Somebody need to call the governor's attention and know. Maybe the governor will come out himself and to be scaring the whole workers. And everybody will be, everything is going to be accounted. Thank you, and God bless you. Bless you as well, Tunde. Thanks for calling. Fifth Pro is dragging the NFF for owing Super Falcons. That's our final story. Fifth Pro is the Association of All Labor Unions for Footballers. They've published a stinker, a stinker of a press statement calling out Nigeria's Football Federation. This statement says, quote, Following the Nigeria women football team's elimination from the FIFA Women's World Cup, FIFPRO can confirm that it is assisting players in a disagreement with the Nigerian Football Federation concerning bonus payments, camp allowances, and expenses, some of which date back to 2021. The statement continues, during the World Cup, the players expressed the desire to remain focused on their performance without making public statements or facing other distractions. However, the Super Falcons believe 
that it is now time for the NFF to honor their commitments and pay the outstanding amounts. The team is extremely frustrated that they have had to pursue the NFF for these payments before and during the tournament and may have to continue doing so afterwards. It is regrettable that players need to challenge their own federation at such an important time in their careers. FIFPRO will continue to work with the players to ensure their contractual rights are honored and the outstanding payments are settled, end quote. When this thing broke on Twitter, lots of Nigerians had thoughts to share. They are accusing NFF of embarrassing the nation outside yet again. I mean, you want to talk about embarrassing the nation. It's not tweets that are embarrassing the nation. It's your, it's your football federation owing bonuses, owing salaries. I mean, my goodness, Lagos. Remember that before now, some Nigerians were telling Ian Wright and other uh, foreign football personalities, oh, mind your business, stay out of Nigeria's problems. But now we have heard from FIFA. Fifth Pro Lagos, that the Falcons themselves ask them for help, and that Fifth Pro has been assisting them. So now this is public knowledge, and now that it is public uh, knowledge, should people still be telling foreigners to mind their business on this issue? Because or more, this withholding players' payments. Of course, it's not new. It keeps happening, tournament after tournament. During the Olympics, Shebina, me and you cover the uh, uh, the short put player who had to wash his jersey in a sink because they didn't give him his complete jersey. It continues to happen. It happens to the Falcons, happens to the Eagles, happens outside football. We saw it with, uh, with uh, basketball, athletics, almost every other sport. Why? Why are our sporting authorities, adults, why are they so willing to withhold money that other people have earned. Why does this keep happening? Is it because, is it because, is it because of the power imbalance between athletes and sports authorities? Is that what's happening there? And if that's the case, law enforcement, how far? Government, how far? Why are these people unlooking? Why are they letting our flag bearers suffer? Because these are people that are representing us on the global stage. The least we can do is pay them their money. What is happening here? Why does this keep happening? 0700-993-993-993-01465-7190. Hi, good afternoon. Hello, Sandra. Hi, welcome. What's your name? Good evening. Yes, what's Joy. your name? Welcome. Talk to me, Joy. I'm calling you from Hi, Joy. Welcome. So, Talk to me. Yeah, um, so Sandra, I think it's not just a sports federation thing. Okay. It's a societal thing, it's a degradation of moral values. It's that we lack respect for humans, for ourselves. Once we get into positions of power or of authority or where we can control force or anything, we forget about other people and just want to do everything for ourselves. Such selfish, conceited mindset. Hmm. And it's beyond sport in the government. Today we are talking about the ministry where this person has been collecting bribes to give someone mm -hmm. just because you are in the position. And Sandra, it's even beyond these things. Even come down to positions in, in universities, mm -hmm. lecturers demanding bribes because they, are, they have the authority over your, your grades, your, your grade. past grades. Yeah. I did a job, one contract job, for over three, four months now. We've not been paid. If I say, okay, because the initial change has the change in matrix, then we'll be paid because the government is also. Mm. Till now. And I don't even know. 
I'm like, should I forget about this one? Because without the money, she didn't have been surviving. Mm-hmm. Because we get, now it's getting to the point where it's what we're doing at home, we are doing in the public. Now everybody says, say they say charity begins at home. Mm-hmm. What we have been doing at home, even people with authority, high authority, government power, they don't have respect for any other person. Once people are vision of authority, they want to lord it over everybody. It's such selfish mindset, such... I don't, I don't, sometimes I don't have much for it because you're not thinking that these people are going to, if everybody's going to a lot in the country, you only want to enrich your pocket. For what? For what, she says. Thank you very much for calling, uh, Joy, and thank you for sharing your thoughts on the show. So, Maga is here. Hi, Somaga. Yeah, hi, Sandra. Welcome. Thank you. You know, Sandra, that's a man's story. Mm-hmm. You know, recently, this instance delivered, um, almost 15,000 megawatts to Egypt's national grid. Yes. In just over three years. Yes. The same Siemens. Yes. So it looks like it, when it comes to Nigeria, everything just comes to die in this country. I don't know what's wrong with this country. Anyway, now back to that story about the federal character control story. Right. I watched, I've been following that. I actually watched the entire episode right. on YouTube, and it was a disgrace. What I think happened there, what that the the, the racketeering is a culture, you know, just like every other Nigerian institution invests, it's everywhere. Mm-hmm. So they had a disagreement and they they couldn't agree on you know something, so they decided to wash their to cut everything. <laughs> exactly, that, I think that's exactly what happened there. That woman, <laughs> I can tell you that she's not innocent. I listened to her. Mm. And the way she sounded, it mm. looks like they just came to watch their dating lady in public. Mm. They said they have evidence of everything against her. If she if she says they're lying against her, she should take them to court and sue them. Mm. Okay. It was a disgrace. I was so ashamed. So, my God, thank you very much for calling and sharing your thoughts again. Is it tweets that are embarrassing Nigeria and making Nigeria look bad? Or is it the incidents that occur within Nigeria that embarrasses Nigeria and makes Nigeria look bad? Is the problem that people are talking about the problem? Or is the problem that the problem exists in the first place? Something for the Senate to think about the next time they want to. Uh, quiz someone about the tweets that they made when Nigeria failed them. We'll take a break. When we come back from this break, I'll go to WhatsApp and see the messages you're leaving there. This is The Big Three on Hard Facts. I'm Sandra Ezekwesi.